0: Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. My name is Alex, as always, your host. Thank you for joining me. Today's proof of life is Saturday, April 1st, 2023. Now, if you're not familiar with the format of the podcast, yes, every episode, I guess, after season, what, five, six? Six? After season six or seven, I don't know. They're 30-minute free consultations for you to take advantage of and listen to, take notes, and apply what you learn in a way that edifies you and helps you grow professionally, helps you develop and become or build towards becoming the consummate professional. That's what we're all striving for, really. That's what we aspire to become. So if you're not familiar with the uh, format of this, it's coming across questions online or questions that get sent into us where we're able to read them to you, the listener, and walk you through them given whatever facts we're able to derive or even infer from the questions themselves. You see, if we had these hypothetical clients in front of us, then we could ask them questions, plenty of questions, follow-up questions. This would be a very uh, wholesome, a very fulfilling, very satisfying interview. At least it's what I've been trained to do and having been a career consultant for a number of years now, I believe my experience speaks for itself. So, that being said, I want to give a disclaimer. Anything we put across, anything that we convey, messages that tickle your ears should not be construed as legal advice in any way shape or form unless you've retained us or engaged us to represent you legally or advocate on your behalf right the corporate cowboys do not condone any wrongdoing and we do not promote any wrongful activity though you can interact with us you can find us online On Instagram, that's at CorporateCowboys with a Z. You can find the podcast on Patreon as well. That's the Corporate Cowboys podcast. You can subscribe to any one of the tiers that are available. Or multiple, if you are so inclined and are feeling generous. If you want to write to us, by all means. Send us um, items of interest. That's P.O. Box 3372, Rancho Cordova, California, 95741. There are a couple of donation links out there. I'm not going to list them for you, but there's a cash app, a PayPal, Venmo, whatnot. Keep this podcast free for you, the listener. If you want to engage us directly, personally, our rates are more than reasonable. I don't so much advertise and promote because the podcast is free for you to take advantage of. I mean, you really want to connect with us directly, personally? That's on you to want to do that, right? The information and the advice that we give, we can't tailor because we don't have the hypothetical client in front of us. So if the shoe fits you could potentially lace it up. If it's too tight, too loose, then I mean, that's something you want to be cognizant of. You want to be aware of that going in to this podcast, going into every new episode that you listen to. All right? Today's question comes from r slash career advice. And they're asking, should I interview in person? off top, I want to say yes. Yes. But, but this is assuming that professionals are, are capable of categorizing interactions, whether they are in person, you know, face-to-face, whether they are on the phone or over text, over email, something written, something verbal, something visual, something audio, maybe you're on a phone call, some type of conference call, right? Now, as a professional, you ought to be training yourself to be well-rounded and use any number of mediums that you think might be of benefit, that you think you might be working with in your day-to-day professional life. Right? I mean, we don't all start off as smooth criminals as hustlers in person working hand to hand, person to person. That's kind of how I was trained. I'm old enough to not not have had a cell phone to not have been born with one, right? But to understand the benefit the um the completeness, the holistic interaction that happens when you communicate with somebody, when you interact with someone in person. Right? The saying goes that if communication is a hundred percent in any given interaction, then it's about 70% what you say and 30% what you see, what you hear, what you feel, right? 70% of what's verbal, I may have that backwards. It might be 30% of what is verbal and 70% of what is not, right? Given the setting, given the environment, given circumstances. But if I recall right, and I could Google it now, but, but the point stands. That in any given interaction, communication in and of itself is both verbal and nonverbal. Right? It's what you say, how you say it, when you say it, but also the non-verbal of how it's being said, the intonation that you take on, the clothes that you wear, the face that you make. This all gives credence to what you mean by what you say, right? So if you're ever lacking on the verbal or the nonverbal, then your mind, your brain actually goes into overdrive to fill in what they could possibly mean when they say this one thing but you're only hearing them over the phone. You pull out more information than just that 30% of what you can't see. That 30% becomes something you rely on, you depend on, because you don't have the other portion of what you could see, of what you could feel, All you've got is a voice over the phone. So that 30% becomes everything. Everything. When you're working in person, you get, I'm not going to say the complete picture, but about as complete a picture as you could get. I mean, the only way you get it better the only way you can improve on what you have on what you're looking at is to be a competent interviewer, is to be a consummate professional in your interactions and know what it is you are seeking, know what questions you will be asking going into the conversation. So when our hypothetical client is asking, is it better to interview in person? Should I interview in person? I mean, the straightforward answer is yes. Yes. Why would you pass up the opportunity unless you have it figured out in your mind how to communicate over email, over the phone, over Zoom? to compensate for the information that's not being exchanged when you are not in person. Compensating for that information that's not being exchanged and be able to benefit from it. If you're interviewing for a job, how else will you overcome? Will you compensate for the information that's lacking? for uh, lack of another of a better term how else will you wait, make up for the information that is not being exchanged in order to get the job in order to secure the promotion or the salary the compensation So our hypothetical client writes here, I got a job interview for a huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity, right? Now, me personally, professionally, I'm thinking, why would, why would I not want to interview in person? I feel it's best. it's best to be your real self, your authentic self, your complete self. Whenever possible, especially, especially if you've got these opportunities that you don't want to crash, you've got these opportunities that you don't want to trash, right? Say you do interview over the phone or uh, over a digital platform, Zoom, right? and your interviewer likes you your interviewer enjoys your company the interaction the interview they offer you the position and then you have to show up in person right there is a chance slim chance if 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 slim right there is the potential for them to regret their decision, because you show up in person and now they perceive a different set of values, a different quality of information when they meet you in person versus when they speak to you over the phone through over Zoom. I mean, if you can manage it, by all means, show up in person. If you can't manage it, like I said before, you have to figure a way to compensate for it and still secure the job. And that's going to come down to you utilizing what your interviewer can hear or can see. The emotions you can evoke in your interviewer. and That takes, at times, a higher order thinking. And if you find, you, 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 the listener, find yourself in a position where you need professional perspective, then reach out to us. If a friend that you know, an associate, a family member, if they find themselves in a position where they've got to decide, well, should it be in person? Well, how should I prepare for a Zoom interview? Share this podcast. Have them reach out to us. We're more than happy to help and set something up our rates are more than reasonable and in doing so you the listener the hypothetical client until you become an actual client you invest in yourself in developing professionally without having to wait for your job to do it for you for your manager for a light bulb to go off over their head and say, oh shit, maybe we should train Alex. Maybe we should educate Alex. Maybe we should provide them with some formal education, some additional knowledge and understanding to develop them professionally. I mean, some jobs do look out for their employees and some jobs do not. then falls on you the listener the employee it behooves you to seek outside resources to supplement your professional growth the development you want to see and yet can't find within your organization that's what you reach out that's what that's why you reach out to experts folks who've been in the field who've dug the trenches in which corporate war is now conducted so they continue here i got a job opportunity for a huge i got a job interview for a huge opportunity right I was given the opportunity to do virtual or in person. I mean, they were given the choice, not the opportunity, right? I was given the choice. I was given the opportunity, they write, to do virtual or in person. And I live three hours away, which they are aware of. Hmm. Is there enough of an advantage to make the drive? And go in person? And will it make me look better? And and that's it. That's the end of the body. I feel if we had this hypothetical client in front of us, we want to know. I mean, shit. We want to know what the position is. What industry they're working in. What level it is. What position it is that they are interviewing for. Are they entry level? something supervisory, a manager, an executive. But more often than not, it's it will be advantageous, beneficial to show up in person, meet them face to face, shake their hand. Because more often than not, your employment agreement will ask for some days in the office, right? Even if you're work from home, it might be hybrid. So it's best to get your face in front of your manager so that your manager knows who they're dealing with, who they are interviewing, the personality that they are onboarding. And bringing into the fold. Uh, Again, it's not that you're putting on uh, a mask or a front when you're interviewing uh, virtually, when you're not in person. It's not that you're being fake, right? And though you still somewhat put on an, an act, even in person. And I, for one, chalk it up to striving to attain that state of consummate professionalism. So yes, it is worth it. (laughs) I don't know what I was taking so long to think about. It is absolutely worth it for you to show up in person, let them know what you are about, let them know who you are, be able to explain and describe to them the benefits, the positives, what makes you an asset to the team. so that that way they know what to expect if they should call you if the next meeting should be over zoom they know what to expect why because they know what they hired you on for they know who they hired it's it's something specific and it's very detailed but but it should not escape you the quality of communication that you should be able to provide when you're interviewing virtually versus in person. Let's take a look at some of these comments here. I mean, it was a pretty short body and I feel, in general, the answer is yes. You want to take advantage. Take advantage. It's not that you have the choice or the opportunity to interview in person. It's that you want to take advantage of the in-person presence of showing up to work and interviewing with the manager. I mean, you want to. Go beyond just consummate professionalism. You want to think like a corporate cowboy. I mean, if you are taking this job to learn what it's about, to learn the ropes, the infrastructure, the organization, the hierarchy, if you're really about that corporate war, then you want to show up in person. That's going to amount to added reconnaissance who your manager is and who their manager is how tall they are what they look like in person whether or not they might sound different in person versus over zoom it's all relevant and these are factors you want to take into account These are all elements of professional interaction that you want to uh, evaluate. To understand your manager, to understand the organization as far as the hierarchical chain goes, and be able to plot your next move, whether it's Moving further in or moving higher up or collecting as much knowledge and understanding of whatever specific piece of the industry or organizational, operational or process that you want to collect before moving on to another position where you might be paid better. The first comment here says, they're asking, uh, well, our hypothetical client is asking, is there enough of an advantage to make the drive and go in person and will it make me look better? And the first comment here says, definitely in person. Yeah, I agree, I definitely agree. It's easier to get across your personality to impress them, hopefully. Three hours is a pain, but if you can swing it, you should try. Assume you'd be relocating for this and would be a long commute every day. (laughs) That is... uh, another point of consideration that we didn't so much think about, right? If they live three hours away, I mean, did they tell us? Yeah, they live, I live three hours away, which they are aware of. Hmm. Then you've got to ask, is the position itself hybrid or work from home, right? If they know you're coming in from three hours away, Well, do you know what position it is you're interviewing for? And will you have to commute three hours there and three hours back every single day? If that's the case, it may not be to your benefit to take the job. You might want to uh, reconsider or renegotiate to be able to work from home more days out of the week. This first commenter is right. That is a lot of commute time that you're sinking into this job. I mean, unless the job is absolutely worth it, which we don't have the biographical info to really give that informed of an opinion. I mean, if we did, we would be asking what our hypothetical client does in life. The education, the experience they have, the industry that they're working in, and this position they're applying for, for what reasons, how it will help them professionally, it's all relative, it's all related, and it's all important. The second comment here says, I would always do an interview in person if possible. You can judge them better and the other way as well. I think they just mean vice versa, right? Where every interview is two ways. Questions should be coming to you. You should be thinking of questions to ask your interviewers. You're interviewing one another after all to find a good fit whether or not you can work together. Whether or not there's benefit to working together. Whether or not to hire someone. (laughs) It's absolutely worth it to meet them in person. To get Your personality across which is something sometimes that doesn't come over if you're emailing or if you're on zoom right there could be noise outside there could be distractions inside a loss in translation or communication of some kind One never knows, but in person, you can take your time, develop rapport without the fear of digital interference. You can formulate follow up questions and be sure that the candidate, even either, sorry, either the employee or The employer, the candidate is actually a proper fit, an appropriate fit. A third comment here says, and I think this will be the last one. They write, you will be expected to work in person as well. Question mark. You see, they're asking that question. Which is something that we posed earlier whether or not they'll have to show up in person to the office, or if this position is hybrid and they can work from home. See, those are additional questions that our hypothetical client should be asking themselves as to whether or not they want to show up in person or negotiate the interview to be able to relay and communicate your worth, your value to the interviewer if you will be working from home anyways. In that case, it saves you a three-hour trip every day that you're meant to go into the office. And this commenter continues, the biggest concern here is that. A three-hour commute is insane. If it's just for the interview and you're able to work remotely, it would be good to show up to show initiative and all of that. They say all of that, but really what you're showing is initiative, right? And in some instances, again, depending on the organization, depending on your interviewer, depending on the industry, the market, It may not even be worth to show up in person. It's probably, it it might likely be worthwhile to just interview over Zoom and start work remotely, working from home. A second paragraph this commenter leaves is, but if this would lead to you being on site daily, Especially once you get a written offer, get asked about relocation assistance because six hours of commuting is essentially a second job. You're not being paid for. <laughs> yeah, that makes so much sense. And I can appreciate the creative option, the creative opportunity that. This commenter has opened up for the hypothetical client. It absolutely makes sense. I mean, if you don't want to be commuting three hours to work and three hours back home, that's six hours total every day on the road. If you don't want to be doing that, you can treat the company. As if it's your own. It's who you're applying to. It's who you're interviewing for. And if they could help you out with relocation expenses, then by all means, more power to you. More power to you both, you as the employee and the company as your employer. It's very much worthwhile. It's, I would say, the equivalent of finding a company or a firm that will sponsor your, your master's degree, your, your graduate degree. Some companies out there do that. And so why wouldn't they help you move closer to them so you don't have to battle with traffic? They got you closer. It's a good business investment keeping those that you need, that you care about, keeping them close to you. Don't hesitate. Don't put off the benefit of interviewing in person, especially if it's a better option than interviewing digitally or virtually over the phone, over email. It's the first impression. Granted that a lot of communications now take over, take place online, the first impression does matter. And it continues to matter. Unless, unless you have evidence to prove that it doesn't. If everyone works from home, why would you be the one to show up in person and interview? No, just show up virtually. Interview virtually. You do it right, and there is training out there available. If you do it right, they will know who you are. It will know what you do, your reputation even. Handle your business in person. I'm going to let you go here. I'm a little over 30 minutes. Before a Saturday, it's easy going. Take care of yourselves. Have a nice weekend. Sharpen your steel and boil it down. Take care.